I was starting to feel little things that I've just sort of never felt or I have felt before, but I didn't know what it was. I thought it was just nervousness or something. And then like, I'm like, hang on a minute. It's not right for me to get home and just like cry for no reason. Like something's internally going on. Welcome back to Take 10 for Men. We are 10-minute conversations with inspiring men about how they manage their mental health. My name is Sophia Hatzis. I'm the host of the show. And today we have former MasterChef contestant Brent Draper joining us. Brent is a happy-go-lucky knockabout Aussie tradie from Queensland who found his way onto reality television on MasterChef to change his life. But as he reached the finale, Brent bowed out from the competition to take care of his mental health after experiencing a bout of severe anxiety. After a very emotional episode, Brent went back home to Queensland where he immediately got treatment from a doctor and a psychologist to get himself back on track. Brent is in a great place now and he shares with us what he's learned from the MasterChef experience and how he keeps good mental health. I really hope you love this episode. Please make sure you like, comment, subscribe and leave a review so that more people can find out about the podcast. But most importantly, take 10 and check on the man you love today and enjoy the chat. Today we are joined by Brent from MasterChef. Brent, welcome. Thanks, Soph. Um, you know, I'm stoked to be here. Mate, I'm stoked to have you. And first question I would like to ask you is, how are you? But I would love if you could rate that for me on a scale of one to 10. So if you think about one being like the lowest of lows and 10 being the highest of highs, where would you say you fit on that scale today? Uh, today, I'm, I'm, I'm a nine out of 10. Um, I've got like some crazy stuff going on. Uh, good crazy stuff going on in my life um you know it's been a long time since the MasterChef um ending for me uh so you know I've managed to get get out and sort of uh heal and mend myself and now today is a great day it's sunny it's uh Friday um I'm working on my bus which we're traveling around Australia in the end of the year um life's good at the moment for me Unreal. And I do want to ask you a little bit about adventure and what you're looking forward to later on. But first of all, I want to go to MasterChef, which is how we're sort of all familiar with you. You made it to pass the top 10. You were in sort of that like final part of the show, which is amazing. Um, But you did mention that behind the scenes you were going through a few things. So your mum was having some health problems. You experienced a loss in the family. You have a two-year-old son, so you're feeling really homesick and a beautiful wife. So there was lots going on for you at the time, compounded by the pressure of the show. When did you know, or how did you know, that something wasn't quite right? That the stress that you were experiencing was beyond stress? I got home from filming all day and I like just started bawling my eyes out. Um, and I just rung Sean and I just couldn't like explain to her what was going on. And it was, it's, I was starting to feel little things that I've just sort of never felt, or I have felt before, but I didn't know what it was. I thought it was just nervousness or something. And then like, I'm like, hang on a minute. It's not right for me to get home and just like cry for no reason. Like something's internally going on. 
and this was after all these things have happened. So my grandma had passed away. My my mum had uh, serious health concerns, which I just sort of swept under the rug because um, I, I was there for it. I was this is my chance to change my life. So I had to like you know power on and get stuff done, which is probably the, the wrong attitude. But then it just severely got worse, and then like not sleeping at night because I couldn't get to sleep, and then um, I'd wake up just a panic attack in the middle of the night by myself and it's just it's like when you're by yourself in the middle of the night that's the loneliest time you know it can be like I was just I was still putting on a smile on tv like you know there was like three or four weeks there where this was getting worse and worse but you know to people who knew me they could probably see it on the show a little bit but to people who didn't know me you wouldn't even know like I was just like they're laughing um just putting on a brave face I knew then there was something going on, but at the same time, my head was like, you you know, you're in this great opportunity. You've got to keep pushing. Um, but it probably wasn't until the last two weeks when it really, like, it just got too much. It was just compounding me. And, like, I just, I said, like, Sean, my wife, she just said, like, he needs to go now mm-hmm. because if he doesn't go now, then, like, who knows what's going to happen. Um, so yeah, it was just, it was at the start, I could slowly see myself like, hang on a minute, this isn't right. This isn't me. And then at the end, it was just going really, really bad, like really quick. One thing you said was I can't get out of my own head. And I think when we talk a lot about like mental health conversations, we don't really talk a lot about what anxiety and depression actually feels like we kind of skate around it and say, I have anxiety or I have depression. And we don't actually kind of hone in on what that actually means. When you say, I can't get out of my own head, like what does anxiety actually feel like for you? Can you give us an insight into like the physical and emotional symptoms that you experience? For me, it really comes on physically. I sort of get feel it like in my stomach and around sort of on my right hand. So I can sort of pick it. And I know when that starts to feel funny, that like something isn't humming right, you know, and I, I've got to sort of take a step back. Um, I only now, now like know that now, but I didn't know that before. My brain was just like taking everything and just making it this terrible dark like story. Um, so I ended up thinking that I was had liver disease. Like, I don't even know where that come from, but like I did do some Googling because I was feeling some pain here. Don't do Googling about pains. Um, see a doctor Um, next minute I've got liver disease and my brain is just my mind is just like you're never gonna like you're not gonna grow and see you know Alfie grow up you're gonna miss all this stuff Um, you're wasting time right now in this competition you need to get home Um, and it's just like compounding like this this reality that wasn't even real it was like now looking back at it I'm like what normal what person would think that stuff like but when you're in that state and you in that that rut you can't like just talk yourself out of it sometimes it's it's just it holds you there so um yeah my my anxiety is um physical for sure yeah and yeah just just um it and then just i can feel the sort of build and build and build now i can sort of like i just get it something like i might get an email a little bit of pressures on for you know whatever a deadline or something i just get this oh okay, that doesn't feel right. Okay, step back. Okay, right. you've got like two days to do this thing. Let's tomorrow, we'll do that. And I sort of just talk myself through it, coach myself through it, and then gone. I wouldn't 
love to talk to you a little bit about the response that you received because what you did in being vulnerable and opening yourself up on live television was an incredibly brave thing to do. You know, obviously the episode aired many months, I'm assuming, after it was filmed or a couple of months after it was filmed. Can you tell me a little bit about the response that you got from the public because you got a beautiful response from Jock and the judges and the contestants. Like you had me bawling my eyes out. I'm going to be honest. Like it's beautiful. What was the response like from you? Like saying, I can't go on. I need to look after my mental health. Now looking at it, I'm like, like that's the craziest thing I've ever done. It's the most like vulnerable, bravest thing I've ever done. But at that moment, it was just like, I wasn't thinking anything but just I need to get this last episode get me out of here get me home I still didn't think about it too much what the response was going to be um I just like I just knew that I had my little group of friends family and all I cared about was what they thought of it and that was going to be my way of you know if there was negative stuff I'm just going to hang on to that turns out that it was just absolutely positive I still get them now and it's like four or five months later um, you know, I've got ones of like, you know, these couples been together for 12, uh, 12, married for 12 years, 15 years. Um, and he's, she's never seen her husband cry. And that night he was crying, like bawling his eyes out uh, because, you know, he could see himself in me and, and, you know, it opened up a lot of things for their, um, that's just one. And then I've got like mums telling me about, they watched it with their 10 year old and they could, they could then explain what, you know, being a healthy um, man, uh, mascul- healthy masculinity is like, it was right there in front of them. And they could just, it's such a tough thing to talk to a 10 year old about. So they could actually just go and that ask, why is he crying for? Or why is, you know, yeah. why is he leaving? And they could, they could sh- like explain it then. And so many mums like have thanked me for that. And it gives me goosebumps. I've got goosebumps right now just yeah. about the responses. And I didn't know that it was such a big thing because like you said I'm 30 I'm 30 what am I 32 32 (laughs) and and, um you know I've thought of I sort of went through my whole life sort of you know just happy go lucky to um always laughing never really sort of had any anxiety or depression to getting it and then seeing how how many people are actually really struggling behind closed doors Oh, that's making me quite emotional. Just a kid not knowing and being able to have mum and dad explain. Like he's, he's, you know, he may look physically well, but he's going through some things in his mind that he needs to look after. That's so beautiful. I would love for you to share because obviously you've done a lot of work since leaving the show on yourself and to manage your mental health. Um, can you give us an insight into how you manage your mental health? I know you love surfing. I know you're a mad fisherman and you love adventure and you love cooking. Like what do you do every day to make sure that you're mentally strong? As soon as I got out, I, I just went and got help. Like straight away, I just, um, you know, I need to go to see a professional about this because um, for me, like my wife could, was telling me all this stuff. Everyone was telling me this stuff, but I wasn't listening. Um, so I just, I went, I went and got, um, professional help from my doctor and also, um, my therapist, but then for, for me, myself, it's just about doing the good things every day. The things that like give you that good feeling, um, surfing, getting out in the sun, um, playing with my little, um, little boy, like, and, and really 
like watching him and and like yeah. playing, not sort of skimming over it. Um, cooking and what else? Like just just things that made me feel really good and um, just doing that every day. Cold showers. I was going through a stage there where I was doing cold showers every morning because it was just like I felt like it's such a hard thing to get your mind to go, all right, step into it. And if you can beat that in the morning, then you're setting yourself up like for the day on a daily basis, doing the good things for you. What would you, what would you say to someone or a man out there who is really struggling, but is scared to ask for help right now? Um, I've got that little saying that I like to say, and it's, um, if you're not speaking it, you're storing it and that gets heavy. It's just like, it's just, it's just as simple as that. It's not, you don't need to go and sit down and talk to your mate and have a cry and all that if you don't want to you can if you want to but you just have to go and just like start to let it out and then and it will get easier then the last question i want to ask you is around gratitude and um, there's a lot of research and and science and studies that show that practicing gratitude is um, really fundamental to mental health so the last question i ask everybody is what are you most grateful for today so Brent, to finish off, what are you most grateful for today? Um, today, I am most grateful for um, my beautiful wife, who's sort of my pillar, and a healthy, uh, wild little toddler. Well, Brent, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm so, um, so grateful that you joined me today and that you said yes to this interview and what a wonderful thing that you're doing. And yeah, just a huge thank you for not just coming on the podcast, but for everything that you're doing um, for men's mental health. It's, it's really, it's really exciting and it's, it's really inspiring. So thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Sophie.